listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank. This is Corey. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. So we got the big news today that the Jaguars have hired their new coach, Urban Meyer. And I know Derek has been a huge proponent of that uh, for the last uh, you know, little while since Doug Marone was let go. And so I, I most of all want to hear your thoughts on this, this new hire that everyone is excited about. Look, okay, I, I said it in the last episode. I'm going to say it again. The courtship and engagement was great. The... First year or two of marriage is going to be awesome. And the divorce is going to be ugly. Okay. Because that is just how, you know, that's the track record he's had at the last, his last two stops at Florida and Ohio State. But here's the one thing we are getting. The, the Joker only knows three letters in his vocabulary, I think, as far as his letters on the alphabet. That's W-I-N. And I'll take that. Yeah, I'm, that wasn't my – I was like, yeah, we'll see. I'll admit it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, I wanted Urban first choice. No, no, I didn't. But I, I can admit that, hey, he knows how to win, and he's not going to settle for being average. He's not going to se- settle for mediocrity. So, hey, let's just, let's just take it and run with it. Excitement and take it and run with it. Um, I'm glad you finished that off with, you know, the W-I-N because – I was going to say, because the, the last couple stops, he's, he's, he's had it. Well, he had a natty at Florida. He, he almost had one at Ohio State. So did he, wait, did he win one at no, Ohio he, State? No, man, he had two at Florida and one at Ohio State. You were getting man. How do you not know sorry, sorry, I little, sorry, I had to play a little dumb there. Oh, yeah. They didn't play a little, yeah. Fell, fell right man, into my trap. Yeah. Uh, what? Fell right into my trap, You've been man. drinking. The, yeah, the, whatever. The, the little money. tangled web. Oh, you fell into the trap. No. What? Come on, man. I, I'm ecstatic about it. Um, you know, a, a lot of people have been trying to troll me, saying good luck having Urban for only three years. And I'm like, if he gets us three Lombardies in that year, in those three years, I'm happy with it. Build this guy a stadium or a, stat, a statue outside the stadium. I'm, I'm good with it. But I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll get into it. But uh, we do got to talk about uh, Corey and your 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 side gig with the modeling. You know, what's up with that? Hmm. <laughs> what that's a bizarre transition um nah, i'm not good at those yeah no uh what no, they're referring no. to yeah go ahead sorry we we need to stick to the coach okay yeah i think so so we can in a later episode we're going to talk about Corey being a uh, child model for a uh, little champ and uh <laughs> barnett bake actually which has come back into the news after being closed for the last 30 years so that um, that would have been yeah. the transition the barnett yeah. bake thing that would have been you, yeah. you you were the you were the envy of my childhood with your 101 dalmatian um photo shoot because everyone used to go through the Sears catalog that their grandma used to get and say, oh, I want my room to be this. And it was like the 101 Dalmatians. Like you had the sheets, you had the uh, the curtains, the duvet cover, all that stuff, man. So I, I need to know a little bit about that. All right. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll what we'll do is we'll release a special episode uh, next week solely based on my uh, background and career as an extremely successful child model. 
Uh, but today we'll, we'll have to. It's a E Hollywood true story. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, um, and by the way, there is one picture I haven't released to you guys yet. It's me in like the little champ outfit with like the boxing gloves and, like, <laughs> and everything. Anyway, um, but uh, so I, my favorite part of the coaching search or any coaching search really uh, that I found. I, I tend to find most fun, especially on Twitter or the people that are trying to like figure out, you know, if they're flying on a plane to come and, um, you know, tr- you know, analyzing their travel schedules and everything to try to put the dots together as to who we're hiring. And my favorite thing today, I think it was Edilla maybe. And then he got posted by the media. Um, we were kind of chatting about that on the group text is that picture of him getting off the plane. And then they had, I don't know if you saw this picture, but it's Urban Meyer getting off the plane at whatever airport in town. And they've got like the, the little tiny, like kitchen mat looking Jaguars mat that he steps onto that like says stand United. So it's like some like five-year-old <laughs> Jaguars mat. Yeah. <laughs> so See, I, I told y'all a long time ago that true Jaguar fans, and now that we know even the owner, he shops at Ross and TJ Maxx to get his bag. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where that bat came from. I told y'all to that about four years ago. All it right. had to be. So uh, you know that like Urban Meyer's getting off the plane, looking at this mat, like, what the hell? And then he goes and takes a tour of the stadium and the practice facility. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing this unless you spend $1 billion on upgrades around this place. Um, which I've heard, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard the, uh, not a billion dollars, but I've heard there's been some questions around, you know, uh, some requests that he had to make sure that the practice facility specifically met the standards that he had in Ohio state. Cause apparently our facilities aren't as good as college programs. Well, well I'll tell I you mean, that we know the mayor's urban, office urban, isn't involved in that. <laughs> urban, urban is going to need a place for him to literally stay uh, and sleep at. Um, I guarantee you there's going to be a doctor on call there for him also. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that all, all these things are in in, um, in, in the contract. But no, I, I'm super excited, man. I'm excited because of the uh, the pedigree that comes with it. I'm excited for the, the brand that comes with Urban Meyer. Um, and I'm excited with a lot of the national exposure. You know, this is one of the things yes. that Jaguars have done that's going to continue to put them in the map and you know put them on the map and keep us relevant in the national you know media spotlight and with these things come you know your 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 primetime games if you're talking about a team all the way through the offseason um you know people want to either see the success or they want to see the failure either way ESPN is going to find a way to put the put us on a national spotlight with at least one or two games um you know within primetime um, I think it's also an opportunity to, with the number one draft pick and all these draft picks that we've been able to amass, uh, to to make a bigger case for it. And if we get hard knocks, oh my gosh! Oh, that would be cool. We should do that. Hard, hard knocks. I, I mean, hard knocks would would be insane, man. To be and to have them cover the team, um, you know, cover you know the the kind of you know courting of Urban. The, the whole thing through training camp, man, I mean, it, it's awesome right now. It's awesome to be a Jags fan. It's like yesterday I was 1-15. Today I'm 16-0. and 0, So I'm, I'm happy, <laughs> happy right now. You know, the a, a lot of people, you know, when you look at, you know, oh, it's, the game doesn't translate to college and, you know, scheme and, and, and um, all those good things, that doesn't matter because Urban Meyer is more of a CEO type coach. He's a player's coach, one. If you don't think he's a player's coach, take a look at all the former, current, or now current, and players that didn't play for him on social media tonight. 
making positive comments about the guy. Yeah, That's I didn't realize that, by the way. I didn't I didn't yeah. realize he had that kind of connection with the players. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That that's the fir- that's the first thing. Um so he he's more he's a player's coach. He he's a CEO. He's gonna let his OC call the plays. He's gonna let his DC call the plays. He's a motivator. That's that's what his that's his strongest uh you know, strong suit there. Um another thing is when you when you take a look at the the opportunity. And the fact that he's got a chance to probably go down as one of the best coaches of the modern era. And, you know, everyone, when you say best head coaches, you think, you know, in college it's Nick Saban, Nick Saban, Nick Saban. But NFL, Nick Saban didn't do so well. Uh, there's been a lot of coaches that have done well um, in, in college and tried to go to the NFL and didn't really make it. There's only a handful, two that I know of in the last 30-plus years that have actually won a national title and a, and a Super Bowl. That's Pete Carroll and Jimmy Johnson. Um, yeah, you could probably could say Barry Switzer, but Barry Switzer Miles doesn't count because Jimmy Johnson built that team, and Jerry Jones is a moron for firing Jimmy Johnson. Um, that's a different story. Point is that Urban Meyer is a competitor, and he could be looking at this as, well, hey, I've got three national titles. I've built, you know, I've, I've you know, gotten two programs up off the mat, and, you know, we won. What can I do it to an NFL team? That's what these guys live for. That's what kind of that's how they tick. That's how they think. And think about this: this could be the greatest challenge that a coach has ever faced with our with our team. Imagine us raising the Lombardi Trophy with him. He would be he would be looked at as one of the top coaches of all time. Yeah. If you said Newt Rockney, you'd have to say Urban Meyer. Okay. Or you know, I know Newt Rockney was just college, but remember the NFL wasn't around back then. You know, you say Vince Lombardi, you'd have to say Urban Meyer. You know, Derek, um, from like a competitiveness standpoint, do you think that he's I have to imagine he looks at himself in competition with Nick Saban and there's not any way at this point he's probably going to compete with him on college football national championships. But this would be a way to say, hey, I'm the better coach because I've done it on both levels. Yeah, it would be. And it would and, and it would clear a uh, a debate. And yeah, who's really debating about this? You know, we don't, you know, nobody is. They're not really talking about it. But these are how these coaches, these you know, players, this is how they tick, how they think. And in his eyes, he's like, all right, I've beaten Nick in college twice. I really took it to him with my Ohio State team. What if I did something he couldn't do? What if I try to win a Super Bowl? You know? And, oh, you guys are nuts. You know, Jack's fans nuts. You know, Super Bowl. Well, Herman Edwards said a long time ago, you play to win the game. You know, what, are they just here to go nine and seven and have the rookie of the year quarterback? No, they want to win. They want to win the ring. That's the whole point. You know, obsessed with winning. That's the, and that's what we need as a team. We, we're not obsessed with winning. We're just obsessed with getting better, having a bunch of draft picks, and then – you know, finding diamond in the roughs. That's, I, I swear we found more diamond in the roughs as we've sucked the last three years than I've ever seen. And we haven't been able to keep them. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Even when they do, you know, um, it's, it's, it's the craziest thing. And then the, the last point is I, I feel like Urban Meyer, you know, like I said, he wasn't, he wasn't my first choice my, uh, in my opinion. But if he can bring that culture change, and show the Jags. He can show Khan, like this is how you win, this is how you do it. Sure. You know, they everybody can learn something here. 
Yeah. Because he's, he's always he's always been my first choice because of because of the brand. You know, Urban Urban is like Diet Coke. You know, he he is what people you know people love. Some people hate it, but you know, people. One thing you can all agree on is that it's a brand, and and that's what Urban is. Um, you know, a lot of the things and a lot of things that I, that that I've kind of fielded from and kind of defended. Um, you know, from a couple of the outside of friends and you know family that I know that have been kind of doubting this hire. You know, number one has been the health. Um, you know, which he can't control. Okay. I understand that, you know, he, he's going to be, he, he's, he's, he's susceptible to, you know, uh, assist um, from what I understand that he can't control. Okay. That's great. You, you can't, he can't control that. Number two, uh, it's been the character issues that have been surrounding Erwin Meyer and the surrounding him. He hasn't been caught up in them. He hasn't done the things like granted. Yeah. He had Hernandez down in Florida. I mean, was Urban driving around doing those things? Absolutely not. Not that but we know. Hernandez, <laughs> yeah, <let's laughs> but, but but was 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 Hernandez going out and you know was oh, going down as arguably one of the greatest tight ends in Florida history? Yeah, um, you know Ohio State. He was quote unquote running. He knew of you know domestic violence and quote unquote allowed it to be happening. Absolutely not. I don't know what you're doing at home. You're coming in here every day. You're doing your job, and that's that's all that matters here, you know. So I think those things have have been have been you know kind of following him and used as a scapegoat. But the end of the day is that one thing that you cannot deny is that this man wins football games. It makes him sick to lose. Like, repeat that. He's not okay with losing. It is bad for his health. He like he loses. He is not he he make like it's not good for him to lose. And the programs that he's turned around, Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State, he has proven that whatever he's got and whatever he has that he he buys into the players and how he relates to the players is going to, you know, it, it is going to work. He's 56 years old. Um, he's about the age of what most of these players, you know, would have as far as a father figure or a dad figure and everything else like that goes. And then you really just take about the pedigree. You take about what he's doing and what he's learned. And then instantly he comes in and the culture changes. We talk about culture for, you know, this last year, this one in 15 losing culture and everything else like that. The culture immediately switches to we win with him coming in because he's done it before. He has the pedigree of winning. That's what a winner does. They come in and they instantly change the spot from when they step into the stadium. He stepped into the stadium, automatically demanded that the facilities get changed. Facilities weren't good enough for him. And if I'm con, I'm looking back at this like, damn, excuse my language, but if this guy's coming in from Ohio State University and he's coming to the NFL and he's already telling me that my, my facilities are crap, I mean, if that's one of the things that I, I mean, come on, man, that's an eye raiser right there, man. Right, you, right. you got someone who's complacent with, you know, the dungeon what they're in right now, or you you, you got Urban coming in saying, you know what, hey, man, I, I need I need to be up here instead of this dog park. This needs to be my office right here. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Take the dog park out, put my desk and the projector here, um, <laughs> and, and and we're good. You know, we we need to go down. Oh, you got a Dream Finders home right here. Oh, okay, cool. Go ahead and, 
and move that somewhere else where all of our fans are. I'm going to put my defensive coordinator, my defensive staff right here. Oh, on this side right here for the um, you got an obstacle course right here for fans to to run through. Yeah, we're going to we're going to kill all that. And this is where my offensive staff is going to be right here. <laughs> no, I like it. That's funny. That's interesting. Um, one thing, Derek, that you mentioned that uh, I'm curious about your thoughts on, because I know you were a big Cowboys guy back in the day, and the Nick Saban NFL comparison is the biggest fear I have. But um, to kind of – one of the things that makes me feel more comfortable about it is I've heard that he's going to hire more NFL maybe previous NFL head coaches as assistants on his staff. But the player personnel part is the thing that I'm most interested in because you, you made a point about Jimmy Johnson um, and, and Jerry Jones and, and their relationship and how they built that team. Was Jimmy Johnson, I just don't know, was he part of that, that uh, like heavily involved in that player personnel uh, oh, process? Yeah. Okay. okay. So is that, yeah, is that kind th- of the comparison that you would make to this and the way Urban Meyer's coming in? Yeah, so except Jimmy didn't have the picks at first. He had to trade Herschel Walker, I think it was, to get the picks. He traded Herschel Walker for like something like five or six picks. It's like the modern-day Ricky Williams trade that Dicka made years ago with the Saints. And um, I shouldn't say modern-day, but, you know, that's the last one in recent memory. And he drafted, like, he had, like, five picks out of it. I'm pretty sure, like, all five of them went to the Pro Bowl, like, in two years. So, like, his first year, he went, like, 1-15. Second year, I think they went 8-8. Eight and eight. And I think the third year, they won the Super Bowl. Um, and they broke up because Jerry Jones, being the moron that he is, got mad that Jimmy Johnson was getting all the credit, not him. So, and he wanted more control. And I think that's why Dallas is cursed because I, th- I swear it's like a Jimmy Johnson curse because they haven't done crap since and they will never do it until that man is off this earth or sells a team. Point is, back to Urban Meyer, it's a similar feel, but in a sense, Urban Meyer has all the picks in cap room now. He doesn't have to trade away his best player. To it's the, the perfect team. storm. It's the perfect it's situation. The perfect yeah, you got, uh, what, 11 picks four in the top 45, whatever it is, you got the number one pick, and you've got a generational quarterback coming out of college. So that's that's another thing, too. If Trevor Lawrence isn't coming out of college and we don't have all those picks, I really don't know if he takes the job. But, Derek, really quick, though. As a Florida State fan, Derek, and as a, a Gator fan, anyone else, imagine what Urban is going to do with LaVishka. Just imagine <laughs> how creative – if you think Percy Harvin was a problem, imagine what he is going to have with a more explosive LaVisca Chenault. A bigger, how a stronger, be. yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's insane. Imagine how he's going to be able to take the top off of a, of a, of a offense with, you know, the potential. I mean, I, I won't even give you Kyle Pitts as, as a tight end. Imagine getting Brevin Jordan from, from Miami, you know, the, probably the second best tight end in 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 the uh, in the draft, or you know, take in DJ Chark, um, and then they get another bona fide number two receiver, you know, in the draft. And this isn't even talking about the free agency players that he's going to be able to get. This is a true culture change. This is how you change the culture. It starts from the top and it comes 
all the way down the bottom. You start with Urban Meyer. You start with the intrigue of playing with this guy and the winning and the the will being able to go ahead and put it together. And then you get the pieces to, to put in play. Then if T-Law comes out and he's that leader that we think he's gonna, that he's going to be and that everyone says that he is, it's the perfect storm. I guess what I'm trying to say, though, and the reason I bring up the Jimmy Johnson comparison is because I'm trying to play devil's advocate in that. Is it a good thing necessarily that you, because in most cases it's not that you have the head coach come in. Who's also essentially in charge of all the player personnel too. Who's hiring the GM, which is somewhat backwards. Um, You know, Urban Meyer hasn't been in this situation before he's recruited college kids, but he's had his pick of who he wants. And now it's a little bit different dynamic. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, is, is, Balky not staying? Like, have they announced that yet? They haven't announced that. We don't, you know, I thought he was. Who knows? We'll let the the uh, Twitter finger warriors figure that out that that know everything. Um, but but you get my point, look, though? There has to be yeah. a little bit of, uh, of a worry about him having too much control. Yeah, but most guys know, that you know. most 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 guys that think like that that are con- that that have to win that must win are also control freaks. So well, he's now, not, I don't think he I don't think he's going to be a Bill O'Brien. Like, there's no yeah, way. No, I don't think he's going that far. It's not going. No, that there's far. no way. There's no way he's going to be yeah. a Bill O'Brien. There's no way he's a Jimmy Johnson. But I think that he will be looked at as a person of can this. Can this player fit in your your scheme of chess? Can this person fit where we need them to be? Is this the type of offensive lineman that you're looking for to be able to run the type of offense that you want? Is this the type of defensive lineman that we need to fit your, you know, or fit whoever's defensive scheme? I think from a player personnel and what he's looking for within a player, I think that may be, you know, more on urban. And and the GM may be able to kind of come, uh, you know, um, c- collaborate there. But I think it's more. I think Urban is going to have more of a. I think he's going to have more of a weight on who gets picked up and what they need based off of his type of scheme that he's looking to run. Mm-hmm. And this is all just early, you know. This is all just early, you know, hypothesis, but. I think the thing that Khan, too, is taking out is that no one's getting contracts, no one's getting deals or second contracts or anything without Urban's approval, the vote of approval, and running it up the shot. Because apparently, you know, players were getting contracts and, you know, players were getting let go without Shad's knowledge of, you know, of, you know, contracts and everything else like that. And apparently he wants everything to be bubbled up to him. He wants to know everything that's going on within the players if he wants that type of, you know, visibility, he wants that type of reporting, he's got to be more active of an owner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's learned his lesson. Yeah. The Marone stuff that happened, like 2017, we can all agree, was a fluke. You had, the, you had a great defense that was put together, and look what happened to it. No one's here except for Miles Jack. What a shame. They're all gone. <laughs> they're, all, I mean, they're all gone, and they're all in the playoffs with the exception of Boye. Or church. Miles My, Jack and Miles yeah. Jack and DeJuan Smoot <laughs> are the only ones on, on the team, you know, still left from that. You know, you know, the, the craziest part of that, that that whole thing, and we're not we're not dwelling on the past because we're focused on the future. Is when you think back to that year, and then you think back to a lot of the things that happened, how this team fell apart. All the players that left, they all had some parting comments 
from Ngakwe to Ramsey, and especially Jalen Ramsey, because he he was very vocal. You know, he got up on the podium and cursed and said some things, and most people thought, thought he was a spoiled little baby. But you know what's funny? None of thing, anything he said was wrong, like if he had said it in a more mature manner. Like everything he said was pretty much nailed, you know, spot on um, how the organization was being run. And then look at it now, you know. Urban Mark, he brings that sense of excitement. He does, and I'll admit that. But, you know, you're right, Corey. He, he's never done this before. So this is also a new challenge to him. And he knows it. He's aware of it. You know, the NFL game, it, 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 it's, it's still football, but it's different because now it's not recruiting and going into kids' homes and, and trying to get their parents and them, their confidence in you. It's money. I just, but I, it, I wish, it, I wish it, I knew. There is a recruiting, it's, it's there much. is a recruiting aspect of it, though, because Urban is not that far removed where he may have reached out to some of the players that are either on the team or on in free agency, and was like, "Hey, I couldn't get you to come to Florida, or hey, I couldn't get you to come to Alabama. Come play for me now." No, he's not. He's not lying. Because now he, he, he could build off of that. He, he could have built could build off that. You know, you had your uncle, you had somebody else that was in your corner telling you to go to Florida or tell you to go to, or to, to Ohio State or, you know, whatever school was. But he's not that far removed from the game to where some of these players that he may have looked at film on or he may have sent letters or he may have had phone calls on. Or he may have had to recruit are now in the position to where they could be getting second contracts or they could be getting, you know, um, an opportunity to, um, you know, to, to actually play under him. And it's remember what I was trying to get you to do at Ohio state or remember what I was trying to get you to come to Florida for, or, you know, anyone that would have wanted a call from urban Meyer or that wants to play for a coach like him. Now he's got the ultimate leverage, make some money and play for me. Mm hmm. You were playing, you were coming to college. You were coming for the for the jump man, you know, cleats and everything else like that. You were coming for all the rah rah and to say that you played at the, this school and everything. Now you're coming to make money, and with and with money, and the more money you, you're going to get it here. And money in the NFL is the ultimate factor. So yeah, you're going to get paid. You're going to get that game check on Tuesday every Tuesday. But what about that bonus when you make the Pro Bowl? What about that bonus when you hit, you know, X amount of receiving yards? What about that playoff bonus? What about that Super Bowl bonus? If if money is the ultimate, it's all about finding the carrot. If the carrot for some of the players that you're able to connect to and find that, if money is the carrot, now he's like, all right, cool. You come here. This is what type of offense we're going to run. This is how I'm going to use you. Now, are you going to go ahead and get out, get out there and get it? All I can do is put you in the position to make sure that you can do this. And now – you can get your bonus. You can get this. Now, now we're getting paid. Everybody's getting paid now. I can pay you way more than at Ohio State. Well, well not right. that. <laughs> also, look at look at this too. Every single free agent, and I shouldn't say every single one, but a high percentage of them, we we're now in play. They will at least give us a listen just because of him. Yeah. Over the last, you know, ten years. Hey, we want to give you forty million. Now nah, I'll take twenty and go to Baltimore because I don't feel like dealing with you guys. It's not the and case. And on top of that, Derek, and on top of that, the way that you mentioned too is that the regime about we we've had the NFLPA 
saying don't come to Jacksonville because of the hefty fines that you may get. That regime is gone. We've had the regime of don't come to Jacksonville because they're not going to pay you. Um, That regime is gone. We've had the don't come to Jacksonville because of the facilities. Hopefully they change the facilities and get that straightened out. And then we've had the don't come to Jacksonville because there's nothing there. Now you've got a good foundation with James Robinson. You've got a good foundation in DJ Chark. You've got a good foundation in LaVishka. There, there are players here. And then you got the coach. Yeah. And if he depending and depending on what his staff comes out to, it, let's just say some of his staff comes out to be. Let, let's say he decides to get Wade Phillips as a as a defensive coordinator. Wade Wade Phillips is a legend. He can build a defense. defense. Yeah, he can build a defense. Let, let's say let, let's say you decide to get Charlie Strong, defensive coordinator. He can build the defense. You know, so now Urban has is, is going to come in and he's going to bring. Again, what I mentioned too, the brand, he's going to bring more high-profile you know, coaches, high-profile coordinators, high-profile people that are going to come in and want to coach underneath him and prove themselves to be um, you know, worthy of coaching in the NFL. Not only is he trying to prove himself that he's worthy of coaching in the NFL, but then everyone else underneath him is going to be trying to prove they're worthy in the NFL. And if you have that culture of trying to prove and worthiness and trying to win, if everyone's trying to win, and we're not trying to t- talk about winning lunch, like Tom Coughlin was saying, but if everyone's trying to win tangible ball games and trying to prove themselves, it's going to be good. Urban cannot fail because of the amount of publicity and the amount of criticism that this job already has attached to it. People are already looking for him to fail right now. People are already doubting him in Jacksonville. You think he wants to go to he, – if he's upset with losing a game, imagine how he's going to sleep with thinking that Adam Schefter is writing a column about him that's going to be posted on ESPN. There's no way he can sleep with that. Or having to face the, uh, the grueling Jacksonville local media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna oh, be a love fest, by the way. Handle, that's how am I gonna handle this this question from Jeff Prosser? Yeah, that's that's gonna be uh that's the thing I think that also helps, to be honest with you, is the fact that think of it compared to if he were to become the New York Jets head coach, for example. I mean, oh, the yeah. pressure is just not nearly as much. I mean, there's not nearly as much you know raining down on him for whatever mistakes that he makes or you know, whatever it is. I mean, it's just it's a better will, environment. He will have to deal with Vito, and Vito will get on his tail. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he probably considered that before he took the job. I don't know. Um, with Vito? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, I guess we'll we'll probably jump back on here, you know, relatively soon because I'm sure the announcements about additional coaches being hired on the staff will be coming. And, you know, I think the press conference is tomorrow, so maybe some interesting insights will come from that. Um, but to kind of finish off, maybe we should just quickly touch base on the lot J stuff. I know both of you had pretty strong opinions on it because we spent probably 45 minutes before we even started recording talking about that, oddly enough. Um, you know, what, what's the deal JK three? I mean, I know that you tweeted, uh, Lenny to see if we're going to rebuild that overpass. Is that happening or not? Well, how do you destroy an overpass before the deal is done? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get that. I, I, I don't get that. 
how do you how do you destroy the overpass? Now, granted, I live in you know I, I live out in the Orange Park area, so I've never taken that overpass coming in. But what about some of the people that are coming from the Arlington area? Like, are you gonna put are you gonna put that back up? Um, the the lot J thing and all the upward mobility and all of, or not upward mobility, all the upward development. The best thing that you said is if you win, it will come. If the way that, I mean, any, anyone that has tickets or I, I, anyone that has season tickets right now, I guarantee you probably at least 50% of those folks have put their deposit down on their season tickets today. Um, new people have called in and said they want to put their deposit down on their season tickets just because of the hype of Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. They haven't won a single game yet, and I guarantee you they have had more ticket renewals tonight than they had last year and the year before last. I did this find earlier rival, today. This may rival 2017 when they're coming off of the playoff, off the off of the AFC Championship. You know, Miles Jack wasn't down thing. I mean, 2018 was crap. You know, but I guarantee you, everyone had their tickets and was ready to go on 2018 and try to cash in on it. 2019 was baloney. 2020 was coronavirus. Um, you know, so now every, there's a thirst for it, for it right now. So long, long answer short, if they win, Lot J and any upward development within the city is going to be a no-brainer. You put a winning football team on the field, you get whatever you want. And I think Shad Khan is finally that light bulb is clicked off, you know, in his head and let him know that, if you are connected to the team, no one's connected him to the Edgewood Bakery, Mustache Investments, all these other little things that he's got going on in the city. They connect him with the team and the boat that he has. You know, that's it. He knows he's known for the Jaguars and the yacht. If the Jaguars do well, he 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 won't have any issue getting whatever he wants in this in the city. Guaranteed. Eric, uh, I thought Lenny Curry said that when he's in, he wins. I don't really understand what happened there. I'm confused. Oh, man. He takes big L's. That's what that is. <laughs> he take big L's, and you need to be worried about some other things and not that. And getting on the radio and all that stuff, man. Bottom line is this. Everybody said it, okay? You've probably read it. You've probably heard it. I'm going to say it for you one more time. Get the mayor's office out of this situation. Jags and the city come together with an agreement that's beneficial and transparent for the taxpayers. And I'm, I'm going to raise my hand because I am a taxpayer here, real estate wise, sales tax, whatever, you know, what, how are you going to spend it? OK, so I can say it uh, for the taxpayers and for the team, they're going to get it done without that, that, that office, that political office. Trust me. They're going to get it done. They could get it done. They could they could get start working on it tomorrow. You know that's what I hear. It could happen tomorrow. Uh, there's a there's a lot of you know people angry on both sides that you know some people don't even want the Jags here. They can go fly a kite because I'm sorry, Florida Georgia is not going to make the revenue that we need to build this city. So uh, get over it. Um, and there's people that are mad because you know we we didn't get that project, but that's okay. Because now we get room for whatever, you know, we, there's, there's, you know, you still got the shipyards. And I think with that, with that being said, you know, oh, you know, there's still people that think, oh, he's still going to move the team like me. 
you know, he wouldn't be doing all this development if he was thinking about moving the team, you know. He's just trying to maximize his his asset. You know, he's trying to maximize the value and return on his asset, um, which at that time was London. So let's prove him wrong. Let's, you know, try and get these games back. Let's go to the game yeah. and support building be- around the stadium so where we could prove him wrong that he doesn't have to go across the pond to, you know, get some revenue, you know, to sell 100,000 tickets. All he can, he's got to do is win. Yeah, and and and, and winning, winning, cure, winning cures everything. And I'd say out of all the coaches that were available, if your main goal is to win, you know, he, he's picked a, he's picked a good one. That's for sure. He he yeah. they, they definitely picked a good one. You made so, a good point about the London stuff because th- this could be a turning point to kind of unravel yeah. some of that. Because somebody even had a theory out there that maybe he would try to negotiate away from having so many games over there just because of the the competitive aspect of it you know there's a lot of theories that even though we play one or two games and we're there more than other teams that it's still a disadvantage because of all the travel and, and that sort of stuff in my, in, NFL, my opinion, in my opinion the stadium the stadium upgrades come first you make it to where people want to make uh where your core fans and people want to come to the game right now the only crazy people that are out there are the diehards that are suffering in that that heat which we've talked about multiple times you put some type of dome, some type not dome, some type of tarp system, something that, like similar to what Miami has down there to 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 give people a break from the sun and make it more appealing for them to come to. And then you have that. There's one. That's one one notch in your belt. If you put a winning product on the team or on the field, that's another pr- notch in your belt right there. So with the stadium upgrades and putting a winning um, you know, product on the field, lot J, the shipyards, you know, whatever name you want to, you know, attach to it and everything else like that, that all, all that stuff will come. You know, no one wants to, you know, if the Jaguars are the focal point of it, uh, of the, of the game, I've seen way too many people that have sat in my section that go into Daly's place to watch the game on a screen just because they cannot handle the heat and they are from Florida. <coughs> Yeah. You know that 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 is ridiculous. So, right. if if we're if we're looking to add any type of upgrade, it needs to happen internally before they spread it outwards. So they need to go ahead and put a put some type of, you know, some type of sun deterrent, <laughs> or, or you know, a, above the stadium, or some type of you know revitalization into the stadium first, and then spread that out to either the shipyards or lot J, whatever they want to call it. Spread that out, you know, make it take care of the inside first, take care of the, the fans that are, you know, your core, your core generators, the people that are buying the season tickets. And you again, I would be I would love to have somebody on from the ticket office to tell us how late they're working tonight. You know, how, how many how many pizzas have been delivered to that stadium tonight because they can't feel the call. Well, I mean, you can sense the excitement and the enthusiasm just, I think, just even listening to you guys talk about all this. And it's a huge shift from, you know, <laughs> our tone the last couple of years, that's for sure. Uh, you know, because we've been doing this podcast since, what, 2016? And I think there's maybe been one season where we've had some sort of positivity going on. Um, JK3 was sharing the pictures of him in Pittsburgh. I think that was our one our one year that we actually <laughs> talked positively on here. So so this is kind of exciting to kind of you know do that again. 
You know, it's 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 been so. I think the, the, the I hit the low point this weekend before they announced it. Like that, I just didn't want to even hear anything until they decided to hire a new coach. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, James Coleman put out a tweet on how many players from the uh, 2017 team were still in the playoffs. Um, it's like seven of them, right? Six or seven of them, I want to say. Yeah. yeah that when, when I saw that, I'm like, you know what, man? I I I, I got nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I got nothing, man. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Uh, then on I top of that, one that <laughs> how do you how do you let go? How do you let go of a all pro player? And we'll, we'll just say his name, Jalen. Jalen, like to to my. That has been one of the most frustrating things ever that this franchise has done is that you've let uh, an all-pro player go. Mm-hmm. Franchise yeah, player, like like you straight guy. Yeah. Well, you, you know, some people thought that you know he was you know not playing well. He wasn't that good. Uh, really digging into the stats and the numbers, uh, showing and proving that he he wasn't that good. And I'm like, numbers can you know the the Yes, analytics is part is, is, has become part of the game, but it's not everything. And if you look at how many receivers that dude has shut down, it's it's ridiculous. Um, he's shut down some great receivers uh, multiple times. Okay, DJ Metcalf or DK Metcalf, excuse me. DK Metcalf is six inches taller than him. Probably is about thirty to forty pounds heavier than him and can run faster than him. So all the physical aspects have been checked in favor of DK Metcalf. But what that dude brings to the table, or he brought to the table, was being that dog, that guy that can get under their skin. And so it's just that that, that's what we need. We need some some dogs on the team, man, something. We don't have any. We got – the excuse for DK was that, you know, uh, Russell wasn't, hasn't been playing the best game that he has. Now Jalen has his test this weekend with Devontae Adams and A.A. Ron. <laughs> no, no, and no. That you don't is, think so? No, I think, no, I think he has the best. This is his, his best test um, as far as facing quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, most people could say Russell's better. Most people say Aaron Rodgers better. I a- think Aaron a- Rodgers Ron. better. A-A-Ron, a- a- yeah. A-A-Ron a- versus, you know. But anyway, point is, you know, letting letting those guys go was just, you know, that was, it was heartbreaking. And then you, you Calais too. Calais was huge. He was the heart and soul of the team. He was the heart and soul of the team. And that was huge. And the mayor. You know, they they put they they put those guys and everybody you know you know they were confident they can win with this group and of course they paraded Marone out there as they usually did and the old Pipsqueak Caldwell um, hid behind a curtain as he usually did and and uh, one in fifteen later they're not here and we got a coach that loves to win so that's just, that's just it man I'm done bro the funniest the funniest part about this the funniest part about this is that 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 Doug Marone a coach that went one in uh, what one in fifteen. One in fifteen calls <laughs> Sean Khan and asks him about the Urban Meyer stuff. Sean says that, "Oh, this is news to me." And then, like 
two weeks later, he hires the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Especially because there's, there's all these reports that they in fact had definitely been communicating. So he just like straight up lied for a month. They've been talking for a month, man. And like, that, that's so, that's so funny to me that, that it happened that way. I mean, it's not funny that it happened to, I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. It's funny on the side that, like, you know, you, you, you're doing a, a shit, excuse me, a, a piss poor job, dang, a, a bad job of, of, of your role. And you have the audacity to call your boss and say, hey, am I getting fired? <laughs> are you talking to the, one of the more successful coaches in modern talking, football history? Yeah, are you? Are you? Are, am I going to get fired? Oh, what? <laughs> no, nah, man, this is news to me. And then you get fired on Black Monday, and then eight days later from that, they hired the guy that you, the, the guy that they told you not to worry about. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty messed up. I'll finish with this. Uh, I think the biggest gauge for the success of the team financially and, you know, aside from winning is going to be whether that advertisement uh, right below the scoreboard, the Dick's wing advertisement changes to something more substantial because every shot online right now is the big scoreboard shot that you're seeing. Like, I think even Adam Schefter shared it and it's got the welcome to uh, Jacksonville urban Meyer message on the board and the giant Dick's wings logo behind, you know, below it. Oh, it's like, come on. <laughs> Bro, they have to sell way more Cajun ranch wings to, to keep that product uh, because T law is coming too. And so, you know, that same thing with, Trevor Lawrence is going to be there, and little old Dick's wings is going to be right there too. <laughs> they got to pay more. They 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 need to get that out of there, man. At least put, like, at least put Killwinds, like a good ice cream company that's local here in Jacksonville, like up there, or um, European Street Cafe. You know, <laughs> a, a, a nice place, man. Dick's wings, come on. Yeah. Sorry, um, you like Dick's Wings, Derek? Or is that why you look upset? We're hating on you. No, I'm shaking my head because you guys are right. I'm thinking of companies. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking of like trash companies that are here lo- locally that you could put aside <laughs> before you. Dick's Wings. I'm talking about food. And you're going to garbage. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, Derek. You, you Derek, put anything there. The optics no, of putting a trash company logo no, is probably not good. My my point is, there's other companies that have a larger presence that you could put. Uh, local companies here that have that have grown that are homegrown um and maybe that's why he's doing it maybe because it's it's locally owned and operated um if you wanted to stick to restaurants and you know i'm just being silly about trash companies uh you could put the loop there i'd rather see the loop before i was gonna say dick's wings aren't even the best wings here and this is a whole nother podcast but yeah (laughs) if you're you're gonna put the best local company there you need to put the best local company there that everybody knows about yeah, so that that would be you know that would be something. It, they've definitely stepped up. You know, they've had a ton of advertisements. You know, the stadium the last couple of years, just so much ad revenue, um, and and rightfully so. But maybe you know, make sure it's all local. I think it, for the most part it is, but you know, make sure it's local. And like JK three said, the best local companies. You know, they just they always have the Jack's best or you know whatever it is that contest. You know. That they, it, they polls they run. Does it have to be local though? Why does it have to be local? I mean, why not try to get the most money you can from national companies? I don't understand. I mean, that. you know, it, we we should, you know 
we still got the the, the, the the small town mentality here that we we've been so desperately trying to get rid of. We got to get rid of it. Um, no more Dick's Wings. It's got to yeah. be like Amazon or yeah. Microsoft or something. Amazon. You know I mean? uh, it's the last thing we need. This is another Amazon. Uh, I mean, there Amazon is a, there is a local there is a local apparel company that would probably fit really well within that that scope that they haven't taken advantage of, but. You know, um, we'll we'll stick with Dick Wing, Dick's Wings. <laughs> oh, jeez, uh, bro, their wings aren't even that good. Like, how do they get? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm laughing because you've been hung up on this now for like two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's not. They're not even good. To the I point where you said they got to sell a lot of cage grill, <laughs> bro. I would take Players Grill there instead of Dick's Wings. <laughs> even wing it. I would take wing it. What Players about wing stop? The... Leon Cersei. What about wing stop? Wing nah, nah. Wing wing stop. <laughs> Is uh, wing weren't they gonna put weren't they gonna put Buffalo Wild Wings in the Lot J thing or something? Bro, so the Lot J thing, and another thing too about that man, I, I I'm not going downtown for a BW threes or, or you know. A, a, <laughs> Or or I'll, I'll go down for a Shake Shack. If they put a Shake Shack there, that'd mm-hmm. be one thing. But I'm not going down for something that I can get here in, in Orange Park. Like that's not going to lure me downtown. You know what, what's going to lure me downtown is some place where I can, you know, go, um, you know, eat, kind of shop. Uh, what what lures me out to the town center? You know, I go to the town center for Jay Alexander's. Um, and to, you know, kind of walk and see what, what new, new stores are out there, you know, maybe grab a, a, a polo or something like that. And that's it. You know, I, I'm, I'm going there because I have to go there for that, that type of ser- that store, and that type of service. You know, I'm not going to the town. I mean, even in the town center, they have a BW3 there. I've never even been to that one. I would never. That. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a thing. I really didn't follow the lot J stuff as much as I probably should have, but um, I guess it doesn't matter now because uh, we're going to move on to other things, but um, all right, well, I guess we'll uh, wrap it up there. The press conference is tomorrow. So, you know, there might be some more news to come from that, but hopefully the, uh, the additional coaching hires, um, start occurring here soon just so we can chat about that a little bit because I think that's another exciting component of it is to see who he brings on board um, and then of course we're just awaiting the draft when he takes uh, Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields first overall it'll be great Boy, you better stop yeah come on now Come on now. We, That's we, what everybody's saying because they're erroneously saying that he coached Justin Fields at Ohio State, which is no, not true. No, it's not true. He may have recruited him. Yeah, everybody, you know, everybody was recruiting that kid and that year. Um, even even Netflix was recruiting him. He was on the Netflix special. That yeah. He's, Justin Fields is going to be a high draft pick, but Trevor Lawrence checks all the boxes. Uh, and and some with not only just the 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 way he's played and the games he's played in, but just the fact of the 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 mental part of it, which has got to be there. Where Justin Fields has had some slips, you know, um, there, and but that doesn't matter. He's still going to be great. He's still going to be you know high picking. He has the potential to be great. They both do, but I'd rather take Trevor Lawrence over Justin Fields. That. 
the Ohio State allegiance stuff. If they say, oh, well, you know, uh, he spread and running quarterback. And I'm like, no, that has nothing to do with it. Um, it's it's a no-brainer. If, if he comes here and he picks – if he picks Justin Fields over uh, Trevor Lawrence's first pick, that's going to be – that's going to be shocking. He's going to shock everybody Bro, you know, from you know, here you know tomorrow, to, 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 to California. Bro, you know tomorrow somebody's going to ask him that. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Somebody's going to ask him that. I guarantee he's going to be a hacker, too. From like <laughs> Someone's going to ask him that, 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 that question. Yeah. Because you're, you know, ex-Ohio State coach and you should be an Ohio State homer, where do you think that we should uh, pick Justin Fields instead of – come on <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, that's horrible no. um no. no i think urban meyer will probably just play it off you know we still got to evaluate the tape and make sure we're taking the best possible play you know what i mean like i'm sure we'll get no real answers on any of that kind of specific good. stuff good um, we don't need we don't need any no, no uh don't show your hand man we, we need to, we, we, we're used to hand. it we're, i mean for for 16 games marone paraded out Mike Glennon and, you know, Jake Luton and told us that they gave us the best chance to win. So we're used to the smoking mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up there. I uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Remember to follow us on um, Twitter and we're on Apple podcasts, all other podcast podcast platforms. Uh, we have an only fans. Be sure to subscribe on there as well. No oh, hell, we don't. <laughs> we, we, do. <laughs> we got one. Of them. Yeah, it came out a few weeks ago. Um, so be sure to subscribe on there. And otherwise, we'll talk to you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.